Welcome, Thought Leaders. I'm Beck Sands. I'm Andres Lopez Varela, and you're listening to the Thought Leader Show. If you're an ambitious professional, exec, CEO, or business owner looking to grow your personal brand and become a thought leader, you're in the right place. We'll bring you inspiring chats with people who use their personal brand to create successful careers or businesses and become thought leaders in their field. We'll also talk through some of the practical steps and must-dos that you can action to build your own personal brand. And this is what we're most excited about. You're going to see how being a thought leader gives you the opportunity to help others and support people to realize their goals. A personal brand might sound self-serving, but we're here to show you how it can actually have a positive impact on you, your community, and who knows, maybe even the world. everyone to this episode of the Thought Leader Show. We are so excited to have you here again. Thank you everyone for joining us. How are you Thought Leaders? This is going to be a great episode. Today we are chatting with Meg Coffey. Meg is uh, a social media expert, media commentator. She is um, well, uh, I I guess, um, recognized and respected in the tourism and travel industry in particular for her experience in social media marketing and digital marketing. Uh, She um, is also the founder of Australia's largest social media conference, State of Social, uh, and which has been running now for many years in Perth. It attracts a really big crowd uh, and it's an excellent conference, um, you know, with a very unique take on, um, you know, marketing, digital, social media, and even, you know, also the, the actual practice and the industry of marketing as well. She... You, you might know her from TV. You might have seen her certainly on on, uh, on morning television, on breakfast news, on uh, you might have heard her in your ears on the very excellent Download This Show podcast from uh, ABC Radio National as well. Uh, and she's often involved in, um, you know, digital marketing events uh, and has been shortlisted for a number of awards too. Uh, Meg is certainly, you know, we're both big fans of Meg. We, we both love her work and um, we've both been very lucky to be involved in some of her work as well, haven't we, Beck? Yeah, she's an amazing, amazing person. Uh, and we were very honoured to be asked to speak at State of Social this year. So I uh, had the opportunity to, yeah, not only speak, but just experience um, the conference. I mean, Andres, you'd been a few times before. That was my first time there. Um, but it was just, yeah, it was just such a great conference. That was just a real kind of sharing atmosphere. And everyone was just genuinely there to connect and to learn. And it was just brilliant. So so yeah, Absolutely. we're so excited Absolutely. to yeah, we're so excited to dive into this app with Meg today. We're so excited, and you will be too. So thought leaders, put your headphones in, turn up the volume, and get ready to welcome Meg Coffee to the Thought Leader Show. guest on the Thought Leader Show today is Meg Coffey. Meg, welcome to the show. Hello there. Thanks for joining us, Meg. We're so happy to have you uh, on the show. And let's start full disclosure. Um, Beck and I have both um, spoken at State of Social, your amazing um, social and digital marketing conference in Perth. And uh, that's how we know you. And that's how we've become big fans of you. So thanks for, for, for jumping on the show to have a chat with us. 
Oh, look, I'm really excited to um, to be joining you. I am, full disclosure, have been a big fan of yours long before State of Social, back <laughs> when you were at um, Tourism Australia and the work that you were doing um, back with, in I think it was when you were on the social team. So I've known about you for a long time, sir. Um, and yeah. I'm very excited that we are, our professional lives have collided and that we get to do stuff. And now that I get to do stuff with your amazing other half, the amazing Beck. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me to speak as well. That was just such a phenomenal experience. Oh, it was amazing. You really, I think you really, um, you provided a, a session that really rounded out the program in a wonderful way. And I know that we had some wonderful feedback. So thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad to hear that. It was just such a brilliant conference. I'm sure we're going to get into it some more as, as we chat. It's obviously, you know, um, a big part of the work that you do. But let's start with the first question that we always like to kick off with and ask our guests, our guests on the show. And that, Meg, is how would you describe your personal brand in a sentence? That's hard. It's really hard. And I, I think... I've been thinking about my personal brand a lot lately because it sort of, it definitely has changed over the past couple of years and I've redefined myself a few times. And people often ask me, what is it that I do? They'll go, hey Meg, what do you do? And I go, well, I do a lot of things. And they laugh and I go, well, well no, I do. And I think that I have, I, I think that I have a couple different I don't want to say that I have a couple different faces because it makes me sound like I'm I'm different, but I do. It depends on who I'm talking to. You know, I'm Meg the marketer yeah. and I have Coffee and Tea, which is my digital marketing agency, which works with tourism and hospitality brands. And, and that is very much my day job, right? But then I'm also, you know, Meg that runs State of Social, which is Australia's largest social media conference. I'm trying to make it APAC's biggest. And then I'm also Meg the media commentator. Um, and so for when we talk about the professional Meg, I'm, I am very many things, but then I'm also Meg, the, you know, the tech Australian. And I think if you ask me to describe myself in one sentence, I would probably just say I'm the tech Australian because that gets Australian people talking. Yeah. It gets people talking. They want to know more when you say that. And Meg, I feel like everything um, you've built, like it's so incredible what you've what you've achieved. But I feel like it's all kind of hinges on relationships, and you know, Meg, the Textralian, at the center of it. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I think that I've I very much have played Meg the brand in. I, I've I've played Meg the brand in multiple ways. Um, Social Media Perth is an organization that I started back in 2013 at the exact same time that I started Coffee and Tea. And I never, you know, Coffee and Tea was meant to be this big, massive agency. It was going to be, you know, the, I don't know, as big as Storiation, right? 20, 30, 50 people. Um, and SM Perth was sort of just going to be this little side hustle that I had. It was an organization of people that got together once a month. Um, but it was really interesting how things changed. And SM Perth became really big. But what SM Perth allowed me to do was it allowed me to grow a profile that wasn't Meg Coffee. It was just a profile of a social media expert. So you didn't have to mm. like Meg Coffee, the person. It was just here's a social media expert or here's a place to go and get learning that wasn't necessarily tied to a person. 
But then recently there has been a shift and it is very much Meg Coffee is a brand and and it is pushing the narrative and it makes me, it, oh, I wish you could, it's a podcast, you can't see me, but it gives me the ick when I talk about this, right? Like I, I'm, I'm like, ugh, when I talk about this, but very much it is Meg Coffee is a brand and the learning that goes behind that or the, the, the gravitas of the education and when I say something, people pay attention to that now more than they would say the SM Perth brand. Why and does it give you the ache? Because <laughs> you're, because you're, you know, this back you're in, in personal branding. When we talk about ourselves as a personal brand, it makes people feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it's it's interesting because personal brand has such a um, it does have like negative connotations to it because it does have that kind of innuendo that it's self-serving, whereas realistically, you know, unless you're a celebrity, even then, like you're not really building a personal brand for yourself. You're, you're building it to get your message out there. You're building it so that you can support your clients. You're building it so that, you know, you can, you can amplify a message essentially. So it actually isn't self-serving, but yeah, you're right. Like it does feel like that or it has that innuendo. Yeah. It's just, you know, like, cause I do, I talk about, you know, there is, there's coffee and tea, there's state of social, and then there's brand Meg. And that is, you know, the media and the the public speaking and the things that I do that aren't necessarily tied to one of the companies that I run. Well, that leads me into the next question, which would be how has building your personal brand, I mean, you've spoken about some of the ways that you've done, done that. How has that helped your career? Oh, I mean, I think everything, everything builds upon everything, right? And there's a lot of times that I do things like I from the very beginning, I've said yes to everything, right? Like I would go to the opening of an envelope in the early <laughs> days of my career, right? Like I did, I would say yes to anything. And I remember at the very beginning stages of my career, um, I would start out, look, I have an awesome last name and that my last name is Coffee, right? Sure. As a kid, it was horrible. Everyone made fun of me. Um, but as a, as a grown up, it's a great way to go, hey, coffee with coffee, right? Yeah. Like it's a great yes. subject line for emails. Um, I love and, that. And so at the beginning of the year, I would say I have five people that I have no business having coffee with, but I'm going to try and see if I can get a meeting with them. And I would send them an email and then I'd go and I'd be like, hey, can we catch up? And they'd be like, what do you want from me? And I'd be like, nothing. Because I didn't want anything from them. Genuinely didn't want anything. I just wanted to meet them. I just need, you know, they were people that I admired or people that I respected. Um, and so I think that, you know, I built my personal brand just by being genuine and authentic and just going out there and, and meeting people and just, you know, just being dogged at it year after year after year. And it is, you know, people knew they know exactly what they get when they meet me. They're they're for good or bad. There is no hiding that. Um, but it has allowed me to. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's allowed me to build the brand that I have now. It's allowed me to. Um, it's given me the opportunities that I have now because, 
you know, people remember that. I remember I was doing a training session with a client the other day and she said, there's no way that you will remember this. And I said, okay. She goes, but when I was a student and I was doing a broadcasting class and we had to do um, student radio and we couldn't get anyone to come on our radio and you did it. And I said, oh, did I? She said, yeah. And you were awesome. And I've always remembered that. I was like, that's amazing. You know what I mean? And here's yeah. an opportunity, yes. you know, 10 years later or whatever. And you remember that and you want to work with me because I did that. Because you did that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the ick factor, right? Let's, let's, let's kind of dive into that a little bit more because <laughs> I think it's, 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 you know, it's valid, right? People feel like it's sort of a little bit sleazy or dirty to be, you know, to have a, a good positive personal brand. But I think regardless of whether you build your own personal brand in a deliberate way or not, you do have a personal brand, you know, the, the, the sum total of people's interactions with you becomes your personal brand. So therefore, you know, why not make it deliberate? Why not build it in a way that's beneficial for you and for the community you're trying to serve? So therefore, you know, the, the ick factor, I guess, you know, um, might become less apparent or less, uh, of an issue if we kind of think about a personal brand to be serving a community, don't you think? Yeah, and I think I think a lot of it also plays into sort of that tall poppy syndrome that we have oh, and yeah. how, you know, how we do like to tear people down mm. um, and, and how, you know, you, you know, we are taught to stay humble. I think a lot of the ick that I have comes from a lot of things that then also manifested into something really, it started out with good intentions, but then it actually turned into something really negative and became problematic because I stopped talking about my wins or I didn't, not that I stopped talking about them. I just didn't talk them about, talk about them at all. Whereas everybody else was talking about how good they were. I would just, I just don't. Yeah. And, and that actually becomes problematic in the world that we currently live in um, or at least the world that I live in because I need to be telling people about my wins um, even though it goes against every nature way that I've been built. <laughs> yeah, I think particularly like in um, yeah corporate world, corporate kind of mindset, it is very much like, yeah, stay humble, like just, you know, don't shout your wins, that kind of thing. Whereas I feel like maybe in business, it's, it's a bit more accepted that like, I mean, if, unless you're visible, you're not going to get clients. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You know, and I know at least with coffee and tea, you know, we are a hundred percent word of mouth. We are referral. We don't mm. advertise. Um, mm. And I like that. I'm happy with that. You know, I don't want the agency to grow. It doesn't need to be ginormous um, because then I don't know, we'd lose touch. We wouldn't be able to deliver the same level of service that we currently do. Mm. Right. Yes. Yep. It would be, it would, it would change things. You know, people ask me, you know, what happens after state of social What's the next project? And I go, well, I, I, I don't know. I'm still working on this project. Um, I'm sure I'll come up with something else after that, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's interesting. I mean, your, your question um, about, you know, your, your personal brand for the community, that was an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, I think certainly that's something that we, when we started this show, we wanted to be really clear that, that a personal brand and thought leadership as well 
um, was actually something that could be a really positive force because uh, if you can be seen and understood as kind of an expert in a particular field and as someone who, you know, um, uh, contributes to a certain community, contributes their expertise in that way, uh, in a way it's positive and constructive, then actually, you know, a personal brand is something that's super constructive and super helpful. And I think, especially in this day and age where you have a lot of misinformation, you have a lot of armchair experts and you have this democratization of, of you know, of um, expertise on social media online, actual true experts, uh, actual true thought leaders are, uh, you know, harder and harder to come by. And in fact, maybe, you know, we believe certainly, you know, one of the reasons why we wanted to start this show and have this conversation, that's actually something that's missing in the world. And, and across the board, it's something that we should maybe be focusing more on is true expertise and true thought leadership, not just celebrity, not just socialites, not just hot takers, you know, actual true thought leadership and expertise. And so that's the reason why we really do think, and actually a lot of people we talk to on the show, um, you know, we, we found that their personal brand is in service to a particular community and, uh, and we, we champion that. We sort of, we're, we're totally on board and on the soapbox for that, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I think when we talk about like some of these social media coaches, I mean, you and I have had offline chats about that and you know, my feelings I, and, and some of those feelings need to stay offline. Um, but sure. what I will say is that <laughs> there are, um, you know, there are a lot of people out there shouting about how they've made, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars following this method. And all I'll say is that if they had made that much money, they wouldn't still be out there shouting about yeah. how much money they've made. It'd be doing something different. Um, and so I think we need to really be careful about that. And, you know, I think that that's, you know, I think when we talk about, you know, without trying to make myself toot my own horn, but when we talk about with what I've done with State of Social, that's been really important to me. You know, the, the people that come to, to mm. that event, the people that speak at that event, you are not allowed to get up on that stage and speak about how wonderful you are and beat your chest, you know, yeah. at, at, at the amazing campaigns that you've done. Yes, by all means, we have some case studies and we want to know about some of the amazing things that you've yeah. done, but you need to like give us the actual takeaways and you need to teach us and you're in a room full of your peers and we will laugh you off the stage and we will get up and walk out if you try and be inauthentic for lack of a better mm. term. Um, and salesy, like yeah. just try and sell something. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, you know, I mean, personal branding comes into that. You know, I think, you know, if you're going to be, if you're going to be a public speaker, if you're going to go out there and, and, and talk with authority on something, um, you have to be authentic. You have to be real and you have to be, at least if you want me to believe what you're saying, you have to believe what you're saying. Right. Like you can't, it, um, it, 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 it can't be a gimmick. It's why we, we can't sell, we can't work with customers whose products we don't believe in. If we wouldn't consume your product, if we wouldn't, you know, buy your product, we're not interested in representing your company. Yeah. So important when it comes to, I think, marketing, social PR, any of that, like, you know, I, I feel like when, you know, if you've got a brand, I just remember like early on in agency and some of the brands um, or organizations that we had to kind of work with. And I would say, oh, can you please take me off the account? Because I'm just not behind that. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. And I mean, I know that that's really small and, and there's lots of big agencies and, and people talk about this on a big, you know, much bigger scale. Like I would never work, you know, with fossil fuels and I would never work with these kind of mm. companies. And that trickles down to us as well in the smaller accounts. You know, we, I live in WA. It's a conversation that is had all the time. You know, you yeah. work in agricultural, agriculture or mining um, or tourism, really. But I think you have to, if anyone that wants to be a thought leader or anyone that wants to have a personal brand that's going to have longevity is going to have someone that has, you know, true beliefs and that are authentic. I mean, I think, yeah, you you can reinvent yourself a few times. Look at Madonna, but at her heart, she's still a musician, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think certainly that's something that, that, you know, in some cases... That um, well, that's certainly I think what distinguishes like true thought leadership from people that just have you know opinion or comments or hot takes or you know have a sense of a sheen of celebrity is really that integrity around their beliefs and around the kind of you know mission or purpose, if you like, that, that their work and their body of work has in the world. Um, and I think that that really, um, you know, it, it can be in any arena, but particularly when it's in the professional arena, um, it's even more important, I think, because it's very easy to kind of discredit people in that space. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, it's really important to, to have that integrity, act with that integrity, to have true thought leadership. So I think that that's really the differentiator. And that's, that's what we found certainly in having these really interesting chats with, uh, with a lot of thought leaders ourselves. I think it's also just like being of service and, you know, we're at the core of, of building a personal brand, just having that service in mind that, you know, you are going to support your clients and you're working in support of your clients and the industry and all of that sort of stuff. And I know, you know, you really do get that, that vibe from you, Meg, in terms of like state of social and building that and really serving the industry, not just trying to sell them something, but getting people on the stage that can really provide insight and value and, help to sway you know the industry and help to kind of um you know inform key players well i just well we all work together we're all better right our industry is going to be better every every industry no matter what industry you're in if if everybody works together what is it the the oh, rising tide lifts all or something like That's i hate lights, to, yeah yeah i hate to be the jargony one but it's true like we can all just be Better and I love that you said integrity, Andres, because it's you know if you if you can work with in integrity, then it's just everything will be better and everything will work. And I just think you know I look back to those meetings, those coffees that I would try to have with people, and they'd be so shocked that it was that I didn't want anything from them, that I still have connections with them now because when I did want something from them, they were actually willing to help because I built a real foundation with them you know it's because it was authentic it was real it was just i wanted to catch up with you because i saw this campaign that you did and i really liked and so i just wanted to buy you a coffee or i thought you were interesting or you know it's it's building real relationships yeah 
it's such a cornerstone relationships are everything. <laughs> I think, I think I really, and I love that you, yeah, take people out for coffee and just build those relationships without wanting anything. Cause I just think that's, yeah, that is the, the foundation for any kind of brand. It's, it's the foundation for any kind of career as well. So, um, love that. So Meg, aside from the ick factor, right. Mm-hmm. That we, we were talking about, what are some of the other kind of like, you know, challenges or kind of mindset changes that you've adopted to uh, to build your personal brand and to kind of overcome any kind of, you know, either sort of mindset blockages or practical kind of uh, challenges that have come up in, in developing your own, your own personal brand, your own thought leadership uh, work. I cry a lot. Yeah, great. Tick, that's always um, healthy. Better <laughs> out than in. I do joke about that. What I don't joke about, though, in all seriousness, is um, I have a therapist. Highly recommend that everybody has a therapist. Oh, I'm um, into that. Because Definitely. they are somebody that is there 100% to be on your side. They have no ulterior motive other than you succeeding in life. Um, and so that has really helped because I go through lots of phases in life, you know, and I think that, I mean, we all go through phases in life, but, you know, sometimes when things can get really tough and I, you know, this was, you know, six months ago, I just felt like the whole world was coming for me and, and life was really hard. And why, why didn't people want to work with me and why weren't we all getting along? Um, and why wasn't the, why weren't things going my way? I'm a nice person, right? Yeah. And a therapist can look at you honestly and be like, just calm down, Meg. This too shall pass. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. a friend or a colleague or anyone else, you will punch in the face if they say that. <laughs> yeah, That's I mean, so I, true. I think, I think as, you, as your punch approaches the therapist, you remember the cost of the session. They're like, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so, you know, I've gone through lots of it, you know, I've gone through parts of my life where I didn't want to be the front of it because there were, you know, it was better if it wasn't being delivered from Meg Coffee. Then there are times in my life where it is, no, I am Meg Coffee. Don't you know who I am? Um, It never works when you have to say, don't you know who I am, by the way. Um, (laughs) But like, you know, and I think I'm sort of in the phase of my life right now in the phase of my career where I am at that. No, I am Meg Coffee, and I, and I do, my name does have a bit of gravitas, um, in that I should own where I am in my career and not be afraid of that personally. Absolutely. And maybe maybe that's working through that in my therapy. Right. But do you know what I mean? Like I think with the personal brand, it's that, no, you are at a stage in your career where you actually have achieved things. Yes, yes, yes. There's an ownership to take. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's yeah. it's that. It's just with the personal brand working through it. And I think that I think it's something that all of us can go is no. You know, I mean I did a presentation to a team on Monday and it was about, you know, pushing back on their teams who aren't giving them what they need, right? And saying, I will help you, but you need to help me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that you are you have earned this job. You are in this position for a reason. So own that position. And I think that all of us can take that mm-hmm. advice, myself included. Um, I deserve to be in this role that I'm in. So stand up strong for it. 
I love that. It's kind of stepping into like the next evolution of yourself almost as your personal brand grows and as your career grows. Um, it, yeah, it, it has that kind of feel of evolving personally as well. Yeah, it's super it really, interesting. It really is a step change, I think, as well. Like, um, and, I, and I think certainly like when, when we like, you know, some of the work that you do, Meg, in particular, some of the work like some of the media commentary in particular, that naturally lends you a sense of, like you said, gravitas um, and authority. So even if you don't believe it yourself, that kind of situation kind of proves it to you, I guess, in some ways. And, and maybe it's a testament to kind of like, you know, you got to do the work before you actually feel the way that, you know, that you appear, you know, like actually doing the work first comes before, that comes before actually properly feeling like, you know, a thought leader or, or an expert with gravitas. Oh, very much so. Like, you know, without going into too much detail, there's something that I did four years ago that just showed up last week and it's major. Okay. We can go into some detail because I'm going to send your, I'm going to send your listeners down a rabbit hole. I'm okay. Wagatha Christie, you know, Wagatha Christie, right? The Colleen Rooney documentary. Oh yes. Yes. I am in it. Oh, yes, I oh, am. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Because I did media commentary four years ago, and they used that clip in the documentary. <laughs> I think really? I saw you post something on social. Did you put something on social about that? I did. Yeah, that was because, so cool. Because it's wild and crazy, and there's nothing like not expecting to see yourself in something that you're just totally like binge watching for the fun of it, and all of a sudden there's your face, right? But... That's stuff that I did four years ago. That's the very first piece of morning television I ever did. And here we are four years later. I'm in a documentary on Disney, right? Put the work in. You never know where it'll show up. Put the work in and you, you appear on Disney, on Disney Plus. That's amazing. Correct. Always say yes. Go to the opening of an envelope. You never know what might happen. I'm into that. That's good. That's so cool. What did you do? Like you've obviously done heaps of media, Meg. What did you do to sort of prepare yourself for live TV and all of that sort of stuff? Like, did you have to, I don't know, was there any mindset challenges around that or were you like, just go for it? So I'm pretty lucky in that um, I did a lot of radio before I did television and the majority Mm. of the radio was dial in. And so I would do it oh, from wow. my, yeah, I would do it from my car. I would do it from my house. I would do it from wherever. And so I was really comfortable, like crazy comfortable doing dial in talk back radio. So then when I had to first start doing television, because I live in Perth, I was put into the box, which is just a box, like a square black box that they go and they yeah. put you in and you just talk it as at a, at a camera. So there yes. is no live TV. And it mostly, again, because I'm in Perth, would be pre-records, right? Yes. So there isn't the live have to do any of that kind of stuff. So it just became really natural. So when I had to do the first live one, I was fine because I was in the box. Yes, it was live, but I was in the box talking into the yeah, camera. Right. It didn't matter. Um, that's so good yeah such a good strategy as well (laughs) yeah so i've had to do a couple on the desk i get nervous with those just because then like you're on stage with like the superstars 
Um, and that's really live. And so I get nervous with those. Um, but I don't get nervous at all when I'm in the box or I'm in the TARDIS at all. Cause that's just like, you're just in a box by yourself, like talking to a camera. That is so good. So is that, is that something you'd recommend for anyone looking to do more media or have more, more media exposure is to kind of start smaller, like start with radio before TV, that kind of thing? Yes, definitely. Because it makes it so easy and talkback radio is fantastic because the thing with television is, or at least the thing with live television is that they will change it on you at any second. So if you're not prepared, if you can't think on your feet, you will fail, right? So for Mm. me, talkback radio is fantastic because you had lots of time to talk and to think things out and they would ask you questions and you didn't necessarily know what those questions they were going to ask you are. So yes, you had to think on your feet, but you had a little bit more time, I guess. Mm. I don't know. It just... It, I can, I can tell you there are so many times that I, 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 I just, my head is exploding just thinking about all the times, like the amount I'm melting down, just trying to think about it. Like the, the drama of live television, people have no idea how much effort goes into three minutes, 20 seconds of live television. Like the, the times that we have tried to get to air and people have not shown up to let me in a building. And so I'm like hot spotting off of a, this behind a, this with a light. And it's just, it's wild. And so mm. if you're not like, if you don't have your head in the game to be able to answer questions, when you have all that chaos going around behind you, then you will not be good talent. Right. Yeah. So yeah, so back to your original question. Yes, do radio first if you before television. Television is hard. <laughs> live television. Yeah, live television is hard. Yeah, it's interesting because um we're actually we've been watching the newsreader. Have you seen that on um ABC? Uh, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, no, I've got a couple I I'm I'm like three episodes or three yeah or so in of the first season. It's so good, isn't it? And you just kind of go, oh, like it's obviously the 80s, so it's probably not a reflection of how it is, how the newsroom is today. But oh, yeah, it you just is. I mean, it is. It's chaotic. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. No, it's, um, uh, it is. I mean, I like, I love it. I don't love it when it's three o'clock in the morning. You know, I remember. Sure, and yeah. so, and I mean this with all respect to everybody involved, but the, um, the morning that Shane Warren died, I was scheduled to go live on sunrise, um, or today show one of the morning shows. I don't remember which one it was. And so I woke up three o'clock in the morning, took my shower, got camera ready. Um, and they called me and they go, we don't need you. And I said, but I'm in Perth and I'm ready to go. And they said, yeah, but Shane Warren died. And I said, I don't care. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I've got my hair done, everything. At least you didn't say who when they said Shane Warne died. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but at the same same time, I also didn't really understand and really get that it was Shane Warne and then why we mourned the way that we did. Because remember, I'm not, you know, I'm from here, but I'm not. Yeah, it's Australian. 
So yeah. it's, you know, it's one of those things. You just kind of roll with it and then you're done with a full face of hair and makeup at three o'clock in the morning. Amazing. So good. Well, it's some good advice. Yeah, good advice. Start with radio, people. Start with radio. Um, (laughs) Well, uh, I'm going to move on to the Thought Leader 5. So this is five rapid-fire questions um, that we ask uh, every interviewee. So are you ready? I'm ready. What is your favourite book or podcast? Okay, so right now I'm having a serious issue because I'm desperate to read the Britney book, but I don't know if I want the digital copy so that I can just read it or if I want the physical copy because I need to own it. Oh, both? Or do I get both? (laughs) Britney memoir, right? Um, The Matthew Perry memoir, I'm probably going to have to reread because it was a brilliant Mm. book. And because he has just passed, I feel like I need to reread it. Um, I don't really have a favorite book. I have a stack of books on my nightstand that I need to read. Um, Mm. I will get around to reading eventually. Um, I'm really bad at reading. I love to read. I just don't get around to it. Yeah. Audiobooks are good, but yeah, yeah no, again, no. time. I, I watch this thing. It's called Free to Air Television. Huh. You, you might have heard of it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I heard it's in existence. Yeah, <laughs> I it's still kicking around somewhere. Yeah, and around every day, this thing happens every day at 5 o'clock and again at 6 o'clock, there's this thing called The News. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, that's, what I, that's what I watch. Oh, good. Good on you. Good on you. Um, what's one thing that you do to unwind and relax? Um, I hang out with my incredibly wonderful dog, Henry, and we go on adventures, whether that's to the beach or to the park or wherever it might be. We go on adventures. He's got to be like the internet's happiest dog, honestly. I mean, he's a labradoodle, so he's naturally happy. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, he does, he does live. Way. Yeah. He lives a pretty good life. Yeah. So cute. Uh, what is your dream travel destination? A place that you've never been before, but you're really keen to go. Africa. Ooh, yeah. And I do mean yeah. Africa because I need to go, I need like six months because I got to go do all of it. I've yeah, got to yeah. go do the East Coast. I've got to do the West Coast. I've got to do South. I'm not as intrigued by the North, but mm-hmm. the sort of the, the coast, both East and West Coast and the South and, and everything in between. I've just got to go. I've got to get to Africa before they kill all the animals. And it, yeah, I got to go. I got to go. You've got to go. Book in a trip. <laughs> I know. See, the thing is, is I, I really, I need a partner. I've decided I need a partner for that one. It's not a trip yeah. that I can do solo. Um, so if a husband would like to make himself available to me, <laughs> as in my own husband, not someone else's, I need my yeah, own husband it. for clarification. Um, <laughs> I am accepting Raya invites if anyone has one. We will, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. yeah it's, it, I mean, it's on air now. It's on air. You put it out there. <laughs> um, now, big question, chocolate or cheese? Someone this is an question. evil question. 
because <laughs> I technically can't have either anymore because I am now lactose oh, intolerant. Yes. Um, my oh, appendix holy. exploded a year ago and I can't have dairy anymore, which is devastating because chocolate obsessed cheese. I had a cheese subscription Check out Mold what? Collect, yeah, Mold Collective, Mold Cheese. I think it's called. You can get cheese delivered to your house every month. It's oh, amazing. Wow. Rebecca said, "That's the end of that's the end I'm of." A- <laughs> I'm a cheese a, lover. Yep, I was a member. It is a it is Mold Collective or something like that. Yeah. It is one of Justin yeah, Dry's. Yeah, it's one of Justin Dry Vinamofo's companies. It's amazing. I had it for a while. The cheese they send you is incredible. Every month, like four or five cheeses to your door, door, refrigerated. It's incredible. And I can't have it anymore. That sounds, that sounds delightful. Uh, well, don't worry, Meg. I don't eat a lot of cheese either. Um, not because I don't want to, but just because I'm like, yeah, cholesterol. I, I'm not sure that's accurate though. To be fair. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but- not as much as we used to. <laughs> yeah. Boris, Let's okay. Let's next question then. All right. Next question. <laughs> Before you witness a domestic here. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> all right. What's one golden nugget of advice that you would leave for our listeners looking to build personal brands? If you're going to burn the bridge, torch it. <laughs> <laughs> what that's do you perfect. mean? No, like, honestly, that's, 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 elaborate. <laughs> you should never burn bridges, right? Australia is small. The world is small, right? Um, People have long memories and you will, especially in marketing, but I'll be honest with you in this, any industry, whatever industry you choose to be in, you will work with people again at some point in your career. So Mm -hmm. do not burn bridges. Mm -hmm. If if you are going to do it, like if you're going to do it, torch it. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Like, don't, like don't, hold back. <laughs> don't hold back. Be like, you know what? You, you wronged me and we are done. There was yeah. no coming back from this. Yeah. Honestly, I like that advice. Normally people, people give advice like, you know, be yourself or work hard or shit like that. But <laughs> I like that advice and I 100% endorse that approach. I think on the, on the rare occasion where bridge must be burned, it really should be raised oh, to the ground. <laughs> you want to make clear that, that you're moving on for a very good reason, I think. So, you know, I mm. think that's, that's very good advice. And can I say, honestly, on brand, on personal brand, <laughs> I think for you. <laughs> Meg, Love where it. can people find out more about you and the work that you do? Um, they can find me online. Um, I am on Threads. Yes, you are. Yes. Uh, you can find me at Meg Coffee on threads, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, pretty much everywhere I am Meg Coffee. Um, Good approach. People can find yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, occasionally you might find me as Texan Meg on some platforms, but on the majority of platforms, I am Meg Coffee. Good, strong branding. Um, 100%. Yes. Yes. And we'll link to all of that in the show notes as well so people can find you. But Meg, thank you so much for being on the show. We have absolutely loved chatting with you today. We admire you so much. Um, You know, we love you. We think you're brilliant. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. 
Oh, I'm so excited. Like I um yeah, no, this has been a lot of fun. I have I was absolutely chuffed when you guys asked me to be on the podcast. Um, so I am excited that we were able to make it happen because you two are very cool people. And so when we get to when I get to work with cool people, it always makes me very happy. We think you're cool too, Meg. Thank you so much Aww. for your time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> finished chatting with Meg Coffey on the podcast and what an incredible uh, interview. I've really loved our conversation. I think her career journey has just been so inspired. She's obviously built a really great name for herself in the industry uh, and she's super well known, uh, very well respected and she's, you know, she's created State of Social, which is Australia's biggest um, social and marketing conference. So yeah, she's just done so well. And I love how she's started with radio, moved to TV um, and just really gone from strength to strength there. I think it's a really good example of someone who has um, had a really, you know, and she said it really clearly into sort of um, she really kind of had a deliberate idea of how to build her own personal brand and how to build her own body of work around her thought leadership. Um, and she's kind of taken deliberate steps to do that, but also she's embraced the, uh, the serendipitous, you know, like, I mean, you know, she said she used to go to the opening of an envelope and some people might sort of turn their nose up at that, but then I bet it's those people that turn their nose up who either don't have a personal brand or have a shitty one. Because the truth is that if people don't get to know you, um, no matter what your thoughts are, you'll never be a thought leader. And so I think that is that is the difference. Um, that is how you can kind of serve your community. And she certainly built that community very strongly, not just in in her hometown, her adopted hometown of Perth, I should say. And she says she's a tech Australian. She mm. likes to let you know that. Um, but also sort of, you know, online uh, around Australia, overseas as well. She's really sort of, you know, been um, – uh, she's become known as a go-to person and really, you know, people um, appreciate and seek out her insight, which I think is the true uh, test of a thought leader for sure. The other thing that I really appreciated was her, um, her sense that um, uh, the work is hard. The work is hard and it can be personally taxing and you've got to take care of yourself and you've got to make sure there are people in your corner. You know, she talked about sort of working with a therapist. And I, I, I'm a therapist and, and I would never let them go. I think it's a big part of, uh, it can be a really big part of your success because that sort of support really helps you um, overcome any, any challenges that you might have, but it also gives you a better understanding of yourself and I think sometimes this work can be lonely, solitary work, um, and that's really, really important too. Oh, same. I mean, well, you know, I've had a therapist for a long time, multiple. Yeah, I and mean, don't, don't we all have a therapist? Don't we all? Like, I mean, that, you know, I, I guess mean, if not you're everyone can afford it, but like if you can, I really yeah, think yeah, correct. it's, correct. it's yeah. Um, yeah. 
you know, it's essential. I mean, if you've got a brain, like it needs work. <laughs> it needs work, like, exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, all yeah, it you've is. You've got a body, you go see the GP. Ex- you've got a brain, you go see the psychologist. Well, hopefully so. you've got a body and also maybe you go see, you know, your PT or or you go to the gym. But yeah. <laughs> you go to the gym, you go for a run, you know, you play, yeah. you play some kind of sport or whatever. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I, think I think that's a really yeah. good call out. Particularly like, yeah, if you're building a public profile, because there are challenges involved in that because, you know, you are putting yourself out there for a bit of judgment ultimately and 100%. that can feel challenging. So I think, yeah. you know, not everyone can, can just up. have the the opinion like, oh, I don't give a shit what anyone thinks. Like, you know, it's it's yeah. really like it can feel really challenging to stand out um, and to put yourself out there. So I think, yeah, therapy support in, in multiple ways is so, so key for that. And I love that Meg shouted that out as well. I like also that, I mean, you know, I mean, she kind of copped out of the first question around defining her personal brand in the sentence, but I think also it's very true that uh, there are different facets. Um, and I think it's really interesting a lot that some of our thought leaders on the show uh, that we've interviewed have had very clear answers around that and some have have not, you know, and I think that, that, that um, what that really tells me is that actually – you may not be able to articulate your personal brand since doesn't mean you don't have one doesn't mean it's not a good one doesn't mean that it's actually super necessary for you to be able to kind of be really pithy about it um it certainly i think is is open to interpretation and it's evolving it's constantly evolving yeah um so you might be doing you know one thing in your career or in your business and then the next year it can evolve to something else so i think yeah, your brand is always evolving. And I think, you know, as we, as we grow uh, and expand, I think we can also unveil new and different facets of ourselves as well, which we can then kind of really, um, I guess, pull into our personal brands, you know, and, and I think the more comfortable you can get putting yourself out there, the more you bring your personality into it as well. Yeah, that's true. And Meg certainly does. She does it Better than most, I think. So She's it's excellent to, to be able to learn from her. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Thought Leader Show. If you enjoyed this chat, we'd love you to share the episode with someone you think might want to hear it and leave us a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. For more information about my work, visit becksands.com and connect with me on socials. And you can connect with me on Instagram or LinkedIn. See you next time, Thought Leaders. Okay, so I signed us up for a mold cheese collective subscription. So you no, <laughs> yeah, we need to discuss off air seriously. Uh, I love Too cheese, late, but having that much of it in the house is a good thing. <laughs> we'll see.